0: Romans 6, 3 states, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? But what is baptism? And what is the biblical way to do it? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Weimer. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. I am joined by Pastor David Miller, Pastor of Membership at McGregor Baptist Church here in Fort Myers, Florida. Today's conversation is on baptism. So I'm really excited because this is totally your wheelhouse. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's an
0: honor to have you sitting at L Table. <laughs> so before we handle the word, let's open up in prayer. Roger that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you have revealed yourself in your word that you say when we seek you, uh, we can find you. And there is a right way to do baptism. There's a biblical way to do baptism. And so thank you for revealing that in scripture. Um, I just ask that you teach us something new today and that you transform our hearts as we discuss. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So. the question that we're talking about is What is baptism? And I'm just, I, I know that this is totally your thing, and I'm excited to hear you basically just handle this whole conversation. <laughs> with...
1: Well, before we get started on that, I want to compliment last week's podcast that y'all did, or I guess that would be two weeks ago now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the one on family worship that you did with Ryan. Um, just really, really important stuff. I'm so glad y'all covered that topic. I'm a big advocate of family worship and i'm glad that um, our our listeners got to hear y'all kind of talk about that
0: thank you it was a lot of fun if yeah to our listeners if you have not yet listened to that family worship two part episode go back because it was it, it i i learned a lot and i feel like i grew a lot just from talking with ryan so i hope that you do too good stuff so can you go ahead and just let's just go right into it okay define baptism for me
1: baptism is a step of obedience mm-hmm. that is taken by someone who has been saved by, by a believer and they are immersed in water um, by a local church uh, to be a testimony and that testimony is of Christ's saving work yeah uh, and it's there that person's identification with his death burial and resurrection uh, from the dead it's it's it is a step of obedience after someone comes to faith in Christ.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about later how not only did Christ tell us to do this and we should be acting in obedience because of it, but he himself was obedient. Yeah, I just think that's so cool. (laughs) Um, So as Christians, we must be committed to the supremacy and the sufficiency of God's word. And we as believers should take steps to study that word in depth, but a lot of listeners don't have the, well, they just haven't been exposed to the resources to study God's word in depth, or maybe they just haven't taken that next step in their relationship with Christ. And so can you give us a little background on even the nitty gritty word? What is, let's even go back to the Greek. What does baptism mean in that form?
1: Yeah. When the, uh, when the new Testament uses the word baptize or baptism, uh, it's, it's, it's using a Greek word, baptizo, which means to immerse. It's a household word. Uh, so like if I was, if I was washing dishes in the first century,
0: um,
1: I I would, I would be immersing those dishes in water. Baptizo, uh, would have, would have been the word that would have been used there. Excuse me. And, um, so it's a, it, it means to dunk underwater, which Really, it's a transliteration. It's not a translation. It's not like that there was an equivalent um, uh, English word that really, really fit. Yeah. So they just... Transliterated it, and we go from Baptizo to baptism, which okay. which is the the modern English word that's used now. Um, and again, the whole purpose of baptism—that submersion or immersion—is to demonstrate uh, externally and publicly that somebody belongs to Christ now. That that something has happened in their life that has changed their life. So
0: yeah, it's said over and over and over again in Scripture. You cannot miss. Baptism—it's—it's it's there, especially in the Book of Acts, when the church has taken off. Like you can't—you can't read the New Testament without seeing that it's a command from God.
1: It really is one of the best apologetics for baptism—is just to have somebody read the Book of Acts, mm, yeah, and just to see how many times saved and baptized yeah. uh, take place. Uh, the Bible speaks for itself in that regard.
0: Yeah, and I also um, love that. It, it should transform how we see God too. I think if we esteem God as holy, we should also esteem his instructions as holy as yeah. well, you know? And um, yeah, we we believe, what whatever we believe affects what we do. And so if you believe that God is holy, you're going to take that step of, obe- of obedience or you're going to teach correctly what the Bible says instead of just glossing over it or doing it to, to kind of just please members.
1: Um, yeah. You trust in his authority. You're going to do what he says.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there's a pattern that we see in the new Testament, like espe- especially in acts and throughout the rest of the epistles. Um, but can you talk about what the, the mode of baptism should be or ha- is there a way, I guess that the church historically has taken baptism and kind of run with it, both good and bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, the mode is, is by immersion. It's, it's completely being dunked into water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that has been the history of the church uh, for, well, since, since its inception, um, actually. Um, and, and even in the first couple hundred years of the life of the, what has now become the Catholic Church, Catholic yeah. Church is baptized by immersion. Um, and so the the, the mode is um, is to dunk underwater, um, and you do that only for those who have already been saved.
0: Yeah, and so, so we see a wrong way of doing it too. How would you describe yeah, that?
1: Well, it, it's the distinction between credo baptism and pedo baptism. pedo baptism would be someone who has not yet put their faith in Christ. Yeah, um, and 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 doing that was done. Is done for different reasons in different denominations. Um, In the Catholic faith, it's done to remove original sin. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Presbyterian church, it's done as a sign of the covenant. Uh, So there are different reasons that those who are too young to even understand the gospel are baptized. Yeah. Um, And again... As a Protestant, as a Baptist, I would mm-hmm. say they're not being baptized. Uh, they're doing something else, but it's not baptism because what we see in the Bible is yeah. believers baptism. And that would be the same as credo baptism. So,
0: okay. So this is my question then. Okay. If someone has experienced that type of baptism, do you believe that they are really saved?
1: You're talking about infant baptism? Um,
0: infant bapt. Yeah. Infant baptism. Okay.
1: Um, no, they're not. They're not saved based upon their baptism. Um, baptism is, a, is an external work and no mm-hmm. external work can save a person. Um, but if if they were sprinkled uh, or baptized as a very, very young child um, before they came to understand the gospel and embrace it then then certainly at a later time in their life, they most certainly can hear the gospel and respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but but it's not because of infant baptism or child baptism that anybody's saved. Yeah. Adult for that matter too.
0: Okay. On the same topic, I'm going to go a little deeper then. So let's say um, a member were to come to our church. Okay. Or not a member, just a visitor were to yeah. come to our church and they um, they respond to the gospel. They even have a testimony But they have been; they were pedo baptized. Mm -hmm. Can they become a member?
1: They can become a member if uh, they follow through as an adult. If they're an adult, we're Mm -hmm. talking about adult in believer's baptism. Yes, most certainly. Um, But but not based upon that that child baptism or that infant baptism. Yeah. Anything that's prior to salvation is not baptism. Yeah. Because baptism is is. Uh, something that represents something that's already taken place. Yeah. It's pointing backwards. Baptism is pointing backwards.
0: Yeah. I think it's also an, encourage, an encouragement to the church too, to see that um, yep. just even even though that person has been saved for however long, just to first of all, see the baptism and be reminded of what they have also been saved from and the newness of life that they get to walk into. But to also know that, There is just to be reminded of the simple fact that there is no work that can save you, you know, and just some sometimes just hearing that testimony is just a reminder of God's faithfulness to us. So it goes back to that matter of obedience. Now, I kind of previewed it before, but Jesus submitted to baptism himself. And so why? Why would he submit to this?
1: Well, he submitted to it for a different purpose than we submit to it. He submitted to it to um, inaugurate, uh, if you will, his uh, official earthly ministry. Yeah. When John baptizes him in the Jordan, um, the, there's a whole lot going on. The Father speaks, "This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased." Mm-hmm. The Son is baptized. The the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. Uh, so you've got the whole triune God present yeah. at Jesus's baptism. It's a it's a it's an amazing moment. Uh, He's doesn't, he's not being baptized for his salvation. He's being baptized as an example, uh, but also as an inaugural moment in the life of his ministry where the father himself is saying, this is now the Messiah. This this is the Messiah. Recognize him and his authority and his lordship. Yeah. Uh, So. And Jesus had no, no issue with that. And I think, I think it takes away some of the argumentative nature of somebody that says, well, the Bible doesn't say you have to be baptized in order yeah. to be saved. And that's true. It, 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 they travel together, but, but you don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Um, and so the person that would be hesitant, Jesus has just taken the ammunition out of their gun yeah. to argue that point.
0: I think two things. It shows Trinitarian love. So so well, how Jesus just submitted to the Father just because because just because of love. Yes, and that that's so much to look up to. And I also love how he just humbled himself. Jesus doesn't ask anything of us that he himself didn't do or go through. Right. And so what what I mean, you could take that and apply that to any kind of leadership role that you're in. You know, the best leaders are the ones that follow the rules themselves or that submit to whatever they are asking of their people. Yeah. So it's very applicable to, to anybody's life, just even, even outside of baptism. Well, and you're
1: using the right word, uh, Chloe, because it is submission. You mm-hmm. you are, I mean, think of a helpless state of a person being baptized. They're being laid back in the water by someone else mm-hmm. and being brought back up out of the water by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it is in, in at every level. It is, um, representative of the submission that we're to give to Christ. Yeah.
0: There's nothing there's even your, your faith itself is a gift from God. And so that, that plunging and the coming back up, it's really beautiful. Okay. So going off of submission, if someone is disobedient in their baptism and say, let's say that they go forward with baptism, but they haven't actually had that heart change. Is there some kind of consequence to that?
1: Well, you're talking. You're saying that they're they're not saved, but yet they're getting baptized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it and that is one of the problems with pedo baptism is that it reinforces, it, it attempts to reinforce a commitment that has yet to be made. Yeah, a commitment being made on the part of parents, but 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 as that child grows and begins to understand the gospel themselves. It can bring about confusion. Well, I've already been baptized, so I'm in, right? Hmm. So um, so it can create a level of confusion for, for the child. So yeah, there are consequences to it. Most of them are negative.
0: Yeah. Are there warnings in Scripture of people giving false testimonies?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, false belief is something Jesus talked about a whole lot mm-hmm. uh, when you've got the division of the sheep and the goats. The proclamation, I never knew you, you know, well, hey, hey, wait a minute. We did all these things in your name. No, no, no. I never knew you. you you've got uh, uh, a very uncomfortable, at the very least, but but eternally awful yeah. reveal going on in, in the lives of false believers uh, or, or people who are living in false belief.
0: That makes me think that it's so important for the church to correctly communicate the weight of Baptism and kind of disciple a person into their baptism and yeah. not just make a rash decision. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a. Yeah, we, we, we don't. Um, we and in our in our membership process here, we we have conversations about baptism before someone is baptized. Um it's a bit like and there's always pushback from some people that aren't used to that I should you know the the idol in America is is autonomy mm-hmm. so I should be able to do whatever in the world I want to do <laughs> yeah. right um, and so but but it's a bit like premarital counseling um, when when couples are ready to step into covenant marriage yeah premarital counseling is a good wise step to take is it in the Bible no <laughs> uh, but there's wisdom in considering the covenant you're about to make. Definitely, Same thing's true with the gospel. I mean, Luke 14, Jesus said how foolish it would be for a man to attempt to build a tower and yet not calculate whether or not he has the funds to finish it. Hmm. Um, so it's considering the cost uh, moving forward. And baptism should be one of those topics that one should consider.
0: Yeah. So when you're going through that counseling process, what are some things that you ask or what is that, what does that look like?
1: Well, <laughs> excuse me. In our in our class, we, we we talk about biblical baptism, believers' baptism, and and we ask the question: Is that your understanding of what baptism is? Many times, it's not, yeah. you know, because somebody's already been sprinkled, or they come from a some sort of tradition that that believes differently of what baptism is communicating, mm-hmm. which we haven't got to yet. But um, but we have those conversations to be able to correctly say this is who we are as a yeah. church, and this is what we believe believe and practice. So and that's the whole point of the membership process, to be able to communicate that to people so that they can decide, okay, yes, this this is a church I want to pursue membership at. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't, they don't. We love them, but, but it's okay to go somewhere else and be a part of a different church that might uh, believe something different, yeah. even about the issue of baptism.
0: Being a Baptist church, is there like a connection between our name and... <gasps> The way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> yes, there certainly is. I mean, we are, we, that, that's one of the things that should not shock people is that we <laughs> believe in believer, believers' baptism because there's Baptist on our sign out front. So, yeah, we believe in be, believers' baptism here at McGregor. Yeah. Surprise, surprise.
0: It's funny being a part of that generation that lives by autonomy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people, not just my age, but I mean, in, in my generation, I could just see it happening, saying like, why does it matter if I'm baptized by immersion? Why can't I just be baptized like with sprinkling or right. well, fill
1: getting, in the blank? Getting back to what you had said earlier, I mean, the, the disobedience here leads to disobedience later. I mean, yeah. it, it is the very first practical step that Jesus calls a Christian to mm-hmm. is to be baptized. And you're, in salvation, we say yes to Jesus. yeah, <laughs> Yes to His grace and yes to this amazing offer of forgiveness. Uh, but then after God saves us, we say thousands of yeses every single day to yeah. Him in obedience. And the first of those is to be a yes in obedience to be baptized. Yeah.
0: It's kind of going Facebook official with somebody. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now Because that's the first, because baptism is the first practical step, we refer to it most commonly as an ordinance. And so there is no biblical term for either ordinance or sacrament. I mean, even Trinity itself is not in the Bible, but the terms do carry meanings, and that's really what matters. Um, So, we're going to talk about what the difference is between an ordinance and a sacrament. Now in my, in my research, I found that (laughs) Augustine defines a sacrament as a visible sign of invisible grace. So a visible sign of invisible grace. And the problem with that is that the belief that the sacraments impute God's grace to the recipient, we aren't receiving any extra grace when we go into baptism. It doesn't make you more of a Christian. If if God himself is unchangeable, then there's nothing that I can produce both good or bad. That's going to make him love me more
1: or less. Yep. That's exactly right. And, and that is, you've hit on, you've hit on the very distinction between an ordinance and uh, a sacrament. Yeah. A sacrament dispenses grace in the moment. Mm-hmm. Same thing's true for communion or the Lord's Supper in a sacramental church, that in that moment, grace is being dispensed. Yeah. Baptism, same thing. In that moment, grace is being dispensed. An ordinance recognizes grace has already been dispensed yeah. in salvation, and it's pointing to the either the one who is the giver of that grace which is Christ that would be the Lord's Supper or to the individual that has been the recipient of that grace the believer being baptized
0: yeah that's that's the biggest gift of all and the only prerequisite that we have to receive it is faith
1: right which, which is God also, also is a gift. So glad, yeah, which, yes. read it, Ephesians 2 8 910
0: exactly So why is the prerequisite of faith so important?
1: Um. Why is faith so important? For um, it, it, it ultimately, salvation is about trusting God. Yeah. And and again, this this whole idea that I have to get wet in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. makes no sense. Maybe at a swim party that makes sense, but in no other you know adult um, gathering would that make sense. Yeah. But again, this is God's world where His creation. And he is our redeemer. So he, as he has said and spoken, as to what our first practical step is to be identified with him, yeah, not to know him, not to be saved by him, but to identify with him. Mm. So we have to trust him ultimately. Yeah, that's where faith comes in.
0: I mean, when does God not call people to things that make or? That don't make sense. Oh, yeah. Look at Noah. Like, yeah, right. everybody thought he was crazy out here building an ark that was a football and a half, a football field and a half long. Yes, I'm yes. sure everybody thought he was.
1: Or the the military strategy in the Battle of Jericho. Uh, that's really, really Not real strategic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's very true. Baptism is a gift. It's a celebration and picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of new life. And believers get to partake in this by remembering their own baptism. That's my favorite part. When I watch people go down and come back up, I just remember myself. Even though I was young when I was baptized, I think of all the times that I have experienced new life. It's it's a daily thing. The gospel is for every day, man. Mm -hmm. If I could have realized that a long time ago, then I think that I would have done. I would have lived my life a lot differently in in certain situations.
1: But you are right. It is a celebration. You know, baptism is a a, is a bit like uh, going. Watching somebody be baptized is a bit like going to a wedding. Mm. Uh, Because when when God saves us. Uh, we are we become his bride. he's our groom, and baptism is our wedding ring. It declares to everybody on the outside that we're taken we, we've we've made a covenant with somebody, and so those moments weddings are are celebrations, and so baptism should be celebrations as well,
0: yeah, and in that wedding, you get a new life and it, a new family. That's talk right. about a transition yep, yep. and so
1: and and baptism is is into church membership. So, not only is there a a universal family that someone's been adopted into the family of God, but the local body has now uh, sort of adopted that person into church membership when they're baptized as well.
0: Yeah, it's the perfect picture of seeing someone's death in the flesh, renewal, and being raised to walk in newness of life. And with that, I'm actually going to close this episode um, with a scripture from, well, it's from Romans 6, 1 through 11. It says, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died in sin still live in it? Man, that's that, that's that remembering. That's yep. That's why we celebrate when we watch people get baptized at church. Or are you aware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore, we were buried with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in a new way of life. Mm. For if we have been joined with Him in the likeness of His death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of His resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified in Him, in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished, so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is free from sin's claims. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him, because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, no longer dies. Death no longer rules over Him, for in that He died, He died to sin once and for all but in that he lives in, in that he lives he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we have jam-packed this episode with a ton of information and hopefully transformation of our listeners' hearts and our own hearts as well. And hopefully it's encouraged those who have not taken that next step in their relationship with Christ to be baptized. Um, And maybe even Christians, if you you know somebody who has not yet been baptized, talking to them about it, um, considering getting them to consider taking that next step. And so we define baptism as a step of obedience by a believer to be immersed in water by a local church as a testimony to Christ's saving work and identification with his death, burial and resurrection from the dead. Pastor David, thank you so much for joining me. My joy. It was a lot of fun and I I learned a lot. And to our listeners, we want to know what have you learned from today's episode? How has God challenged you and how will you apply what you have learned? In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the Lord's Supper with pastor david and its purpose both for believers new and already in the church and thank you to our listeners again for listening if you haven't connected with us online check out our instagram facebook youtube and be sure to check out our other mcgregor podcast channels just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details we'd love to hear from you so leave us a comment however you're listening to this thanks for listening and remember to talk truth